Welcome to this episode of Uplifting News Sleep Aid Daily, where we read you good news to fall asleep to. Today is Thursday, April 23rd, 2020. Our uplifting stories include a boy in Yorkshire built a mini mosque to celebrate Ramadan at home, 91-year-olds get married in Florida amid the pandemic, a scuba diving group makes face masks out of plastic from the ocean, and Ally Bank wiped out customers' negative account balances. Now, breathe in. Breathe out. And relax as we dive into these stories. Our first story is from Yorkshire Live by Andrew Robinson. Bradford schoolboy builds amazing mosque at home to celebrate Ramadan during lockdown. A Bradford schoolboy created his own mini mosque using cardboard and fairy lights so his family can celebrate the holy month of Ramadan during the coronavirus lockdown. Eight-year-old Yahya Murad Hussein decided to create his own mosque because places of worship have been closed across Bradford to prevent the spread of the virus. Yahya, who attends Bradford Grammar School, used his time off school to build and fit out his mosque with Muslim prayer mats from Mecca and Medina, lights and stained glass windows made from quality street candy wrappers. He finished it off with some Islamic-style geometric patterns and a green dome. He said, when I heard that all the mosques closed down due to coronavirus, I decided to build a mosque in my playroom. I asked my parents if they would help me build it with some leftover cardboard from the packaging of a desk. It took me a week to make as I painted some parts and had to wait for the paint to dry. I liked making the stained glass windows with quality street candy wrappers, but my favorite part was painting the green dome. His mom, Ozma, said Ramadan would be very different this year due to the lockdown rules and the closure of mosques. The family, from Heaton and Bradford, would normally visit the homes of relatives to break the day's fasting, but this is not possible so now they will do it via a live video link. Ramadan is the month of the year when people spend the most time at the mosque, but we can't go out and we can't visit the mosque. We are working from home now and the pace of life is very different. We cannot be together physically with people, which is something associated with Ramadan. However, she said the Muslim holy month has the potential to be even more meaningful this year because the essence of it is to be grateful for what we have. We need to pray for the world. Ozma, who works as a pharmacist, endorsed the government's stay-at-home message and said, stay at home this Ramadan and save lives. Ramadan is the ninth month in the Islamic calendar and is observed by Muslims worldwide as a month of fasting, prayer, reflection, and community. In the UK, Ramadan begins this evening, Thursday, April 23rd, and is due to end on May 23rd. Our next story is from Tampa Bay Times by Waveney Ann Moore. Read by special guest, Yvette Gonzalez Nasser. St. Petersburg 91-year-olds tie the knot in the middle of the pandemic. After an early five-course dinner on New Year's Eve 2018, 
Janine Sprague invited Don Sandin up to her ninth-floor apartment downtown to watch the fireworks explode over Tampa Bay. It was the first official date of Don, 91, and Janine, just five months younger. That night, when Don got ready to leave, he surprised Janine with, as he describes it, a kiss on the lips. Their Easter Sunday wedding a few days ago was almost as unpredictable. We just decided a couple of weeks ago, because of the circumstances that are going on in society, we just felt that we should legalize our relationship so we would be protected, Don said, explaining that he realized neither would have any legal rights to be with the other if one were hospitalized. So in a time of social distancing, they shopped for rings online. She wore the outfit from the New Year's Eve date and the guest list for the wedding set to take place on her birthday in their pastor's St. Pete Beach backyard had to be small. But the announcement wasn't. It went out with a photograph of the happy couple accompanied by a recording of Dawn's enthusiastic rendition of I'm Getting Married in the Morning from My Fair Lady. They emailed it to more than 200 people. He sang it to me the morning of our wedding, Janine said. I had been singing it ever since we decided we would get married, her new husband said. We got it on tape, so that became part of our official ceremony. Why were they convinced they were right for each other? I think for me, we laughed a lot, he said. Being the same age makes it very special. It's a very easy relationship, she said. We have the same stories. We lived in the same time. And more importantly, they are on the same spiritual path, agreed the couple, who attend First Unity Spiritual Campus, a new thought center in St. Petersburg. To me, they reflect the modeling of love and aging that is so necessary in our culture and our society today, said their pastor, the Reverend Temple Hayes. We are created to live longer than we do, and we have yet to understand the difference between aging, which is natural, and being old, which is not natural. And Don and Janine reflect that love is everlasting and ageless, and that you can never outgive or outlive it. He is a retired minister and businessman who was married for 68 years to his wife, Peggy, who died two years ago. Janine became a widow in 1970. She was left to bring up seven boys. Three of her sons are still alive. Loa lives in Michigan, Peter in Dunedin, and Paul in Georgia. Only Peter was able to attend the wedding. She has 11 grandchildren. Don has no children, but lots of nieces and nephews. A niece, Dr. Sally Smith, a St. Petersburg pediatrician, attended the wedding. Each day, they go to North Shore Park. We just watch the birds and bees and water and watch the people, Janine said. When we actually began our formal relationship in July last year, I said to Janine that I don't know how many days we have, but we have today, Don said. And we are grateful for today. Our next article is from CNN by Alicia Lee. A scuba diving group is making face masks out of recycled ocean plastic. In a win-win for sea animals and humans, a scuba diving group is turning plastic water bottles that once polluted oceans into face masks for people to protect themselves against the coronavirus. 
The face masks are made by the Professional Association of Diving Instructors, PADI, in partnership with Rash R, a company that sells eco-friendly activewear. Each reusable mask costs $20.40 and comes with five replacement filters. The price reflects the cost it takes to make each mask, Patty says on its website. We are not profiting from this product. Lisa Nicklin, Vice President of Consumer Marketing at Patty Worldwide, told CNN. We're very much a heart and soul organization. We care about the ocean and our diver community. So we wanted to be able to put our hands on our hearts and say that we are not profiting off this difficult time. The masks, currently available for pre-order, come in five different designs based on a sea animal, such as whale sharks, manta rays, and great white sharks. There is even one made to fit children ages 4 to 10. With 15,000 masks already pre-ordered, Patty and Rash R have had to quickly ramp up production to meet demand. We underestimated how popular they would be, Nicklin said. I think consumers just felt that it was a great thing to do for the ocean, while also buying something that they need. Based on the number of current orders, the masks have helped remove and reuse 1,267 pounds of ocean waste, according to Nicklin. It is recommended by officials that people wear face masks and coverings in public. Research has shown that the coronavirus can spread by talking and possibly breathing. That guidance also includes social distancing as much as possible. Nicklin says, buying reusable face masks like the one Patty sells allows people to protect themselves while reserving the N95 respirator masks and surgical masks for the healthcare workers on the front lines of the pandemic. Our last story is from Business Insider by Graham Rapier. Ally Bank is wiping out customers' negative balances so they can receive their full stimulus payments, and they don't have to repay anything. Ally Financial, the digital-only bank with some $180 billion in assets, said Wednesday that it was forgiving many customers' debt in order for them to receive their full $1,200 coronavirus stimulus payment. As part of the relief package passed by lawmakers in March, banks can use the direct deposit payments to pay off debts owed by customers receiving the check. Ally, however, said it would erase any overdrafts and is not asking customers to repay anything. It is, in effect, a gift to customers in need, the bank said. In recent weeks, as the coronavirus pandemic forced businesses around the world to close, sending tens of millions of Americans to unemployment assistance and plunging the U.S. economy into recession, Ally has allowed customers to defer payments on many loans. Earlier in April, Ally said 25% of customers had asked for help on their auto loans, a significant portion of the company's business. In a press release, Ally's chief executive, Jeffrey Brown, said, At Ally, we recognize there has never been a more critical time to deliver on our promise to do it right. And we are committed to supporting the people we serve safely and confidently through this crisis. That's it for tonight. Thank you for joining us at Uplifting News Sleep Aid Daily. Visit Unsad Podcast for more information and links. That's unsadpodcast.com. Stay safe and stay inside.